to some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. You have to have a favorite. What comes to mind? Um, Halloween. You know, the one with the guy in the white mask who walks around and stalks babysitters? I'm Shah. I'm Ali. And we are Creeping It in the Family, a podcast where we dish details about all things horror. Is it episode 47, I think? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Episode 46 was Urban Legend. We're nearly at the halfway point. Nearly halfway to what? To 100. Why, is that when we're cancelling it? Yeah, that's it. it. (laughs) Something to work towards, I suppose. All right, Charlotte's spin off. She's already told me that it's. um, it's like an unpopular opinion for horror again, which yeah, I really part enjoyed. Two. Did I? I did the first one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you did the first one. Right, I'm looking forward I mean, to these. I don't. Some of these we might have been through before, but I found them. I like, I googled them for ages, but there was some like there was a whole Reddit thread of unpopular opinions, and I was like, holy shit! Like right. some of these. It don't matter if we've gone through them before. We'll so we're both going to be very pissed off at some points because they do attack our faves. Right, let's get let's do it. Okay, first one. Deep Blue Sea was far better than Jaws. Don't get me wrong, Jaws was great for its time, but Deep Blue Sea was a much more entertaining watch. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> jo- right, explain right. yourself. So, in in film, classics get a lot of praise just because they're classics. And you can't mm-hmm. overlook... A, a film like Jaws, it, it was like the... Um, what's the word called when, like... Like a debut, it was like the first of its kind. Yeah, it's it's what uh, it's what they used to, like used to call. It's like a word for something. I can't remember what it's called. It's where like you discover something like. But anyway, it's it it was the first of its kind. It was the first shark film, first horror film that involved, like, uh, maybe not the first, but it was definitely the the best and the, yeah, the biggest, the original. Yeah, the original animal horror film. <clears throat> okay. But. Deep Blue Sea, I think, is more entertaining. I, I don't know if I'd say it's better, but it's definitely more entertaining. There's more to it. There's, it's. Oh, I don't know. It's a weird one, but how far does a, a film being a classic get it in terms of, like, you, like anything could be a classic if it's the first of its kind. Mm. If Deep Blue Sea had come out, Pioneer. That's and, what I was thinking. Ah. Pioneer. If Deep Blue Sea had come out and been the first short film of its kind. It had been classic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, th- I think the argument is like there would be no Deep Blue Sea without Jaws. Like yeah. that film inspired all of them. Like even like Lake Placid's all the, mm. all all those types. Some have been inspired by them, but I don't know. You've got to look at it in a sense. Like, would you look at um, Insidious as being a better film, or Conjuring being a better film than I don't know Psycho or something? You'd probably say yes, but because Psycho's a classic. You you feel a bit edgy saying yeah, it. Yeah, you like, do. Oh. You feel you feel like you're disrespecting a community by saying, but yeah, Jaws is like Jaws is an incredible film, and you've got to look back at when it was set and the fact that it's practical effects. But Deep Blue Sea, personally, I think was was a more entertaining film. Okay, it does Jaws round anything off though with the fact that it used practical effects. It and... it does definitely, but. I, th- I think you've got to bear in mind, like I at the age I watched them, I couldn't even tell the difference. Like, not that I couldn't tell the difference, but I didn't really listen to um, other videos and stuff, so I didn't know what CGI really was. To me, yeah. it was still a shark on a screen, and if anything, it looked more realistic, and you got a lot more, you got to see a lot more. So, <coughs> I'm looking at them as a kid, 
maybe if I watched them both today, I'd be like, nah, you can tell Jaws is a classic. Jaws like yeah. set the stepping stones for what, these. What things. is it called? Like Jaws walked so Deep Blue Sea could yeah, run. Yeah, I, un- <laughs> I understand where it's coming from, but I think Deep Blue Sea is definitely a more entertaining yeah. film. But but at the same time, Jaws is so good because it's realistic in a sense. It's and just a shark in the sea. such good character development. Like you feel like you really know the characters in Jaws, yeah. whereas Deep Blue Sea, you get a very brief glimpse of them. Yeah. But yeah, I. It's more entertaining, as in it's more. Bang. There's, there's more about this is it. The there's more money yeah. on it. Like there's more. Yeah, more. The, the setting you can see, but I think. I, I wouldn't say it's a better film. I'd say it's more entertaining. But Jaws is the better film. I'd say. Okay. Okay. Right. So the second one. Here we go. The whole concept of Michael Myers is beyond confusing. He's a human and only a human because he was birthed from two human parents, but he can survive multiple stabbings, a gunshot and a raging inferno. It's getting ridiculous. It, it does get ridiculous. I, I agree with that. Like I, I, Our episode Monday is going to be Halloween 2. Mm-hmm. And even just watching that, I watched it, I watched it last night. Um, the end scene when his face is like completely, like he's just on fire. You'd yeah. think there's no way no one can survive that. And I get what they're saying in the sense that because... Michael Myers is in is in a grey area because in horror films you've, you've kind of either got um, unhuman like presences like mm-hmm. whether it be a demon a poltergeist a ghost do you know what I mean he's or, sort of a living yeah, demon or, isn't he or you've got real life a man in a mask who's human can get shot bleed die but but Michael Myers like, I think when if we're if we're discrediting later on films when they try to get into all that ritualistic bullshit and stuff yeah then, did, did they not lob his head off at one point as uh, well? It wasn't actually him. But it, yeah, it wasn't it, actually he swapped, him. He swapped, um, he swapped costumes mm. with the ambulance driver. Yeah, yeah, like, I paramedic. But if you discredit all the later films, and I think Michael Myers is so scary because you just don't know what he is like. Mm. You, okay. You, you could say the same about Jason Voorhees, though. What is Jason Voorhees? Because he survives fucking everything. Do you know what I mean? It's Yeah. He's a superhuman being. That's that's what, if someone was to say to describe him, I'd say superhuman. Why, you don't know, but you don't need to know. The same as Jason. I know Jason Voorhees had the Motive, lightning bolt on the yeah. grave and shit, but I, I think... <laughs> yeah, You could argue Michael Myers isn't human, but he's come out of... He's, he, he was born a human, but... I'd say it's just is a supernatural is a superhuman being. Okay. And I agree that in the later films it gets really ridiculous, but I'd say in the first couple and in the remake, I'm guessing that's what the class is the inferno. Yeah. We know he survives that. In, yeah, he's he gonna come back in Halloween he comes kills. Out, doesn't then at the end of at the end of. Can you imagine if he just didn't turn up in Halloween kills? Can you imagine? It was all a dream. It was all in her head. She's actually in the mental institute. Oh my god, I'd kill myself. That'd be the end of Halloween for me. That would be the shittiest ending ever known to man. Right then. What's next? Okay, so third one. Found footage films are by far the best in the horror genre. They add a sense of realism to horror like nothing else does. Disagree. Found footage are good when done right, but they're also good in very small doses. Okay. Like that, that range when, like, I agree that um, Blair Witch started found footage, but I think Paranormal Activity was the peak of Pushed found it. footage. And I yeah. think when Paranormal Activity came out and that franchise started <coughs> happening, it seemed like any film you horror film you watched was found footage. Yeah, that this is what I mean. It, it became. But it's it, sort of like they do it, it today. It's the same in every genre, I think, though. You had Scream who brought back slashes, and then mm-hmm. every film was a, a teen, like a slasher film about teens getting murdered. You, you had have Insidious, you have Insidious, Conjuring, Paranormal, yeah. all them films, and then you had your Paranormal Activity, 
which loads of found footage films got released. Like all of Paranormal Activities were found footage films. Mm. And this is what I mean. Like Paranormal Activity was the first one was so good, and it. it I don't know the box office numbers, but I bet it was fucking it, it loads. Was, it was like bare bones of a budget be, be, and fucking huge. Because it mainstreamed this found. Don't get me wrong. Paranormal Activity did not find like is not the founder of found footage films. No. Blair Witch was the original, I'd say, the, the biggest. And then even mm. then, there'd have been some smaller, maybe cult-like films in between that didn't hit mainstream, but Paranormal Activity hit mainstream I mean, Grave big. Encounters is sort yeah, of found Yeah, footage, exactly. And I, when done well and done minimalistically, they, they do work really well. But I, I, I would definitely not say that they are the, the best like types of horror films. They do capture raw... Um, like raw Emotion horror itself, and, yeah. yeah. Like because it, it, if it's done right, you do feel like you're just watching a found tape from a from a tape recorder. Yeah. But when when they're overdone and like found footage is best when it's quite raw and there isn't much to it. Like Paranormal Activity, there wasn't much to that film. No. It got a bit heated at the end and a bit jump scary, but throughout the whole film, it was more suspense of what's yeah, going to happen. And like s- small things like a door opening. And, exactly. And like, but Fuck. if you think if you if you watch five found footage films in a row, which obviously you could say for any genre, that's not going to be good. But found footage films are not very diverse. It's a demon or it's a ghoul and it's it's slowly, slowly like, like Insidious mm. is the same, like blah, blah, blah. They, they can't, they're quite limited in how much they can diverse. Whereas slashes, it can be completely different setting, completely different camera point, like all sorts of different have, things. Have you ever watched Creep? Yes, I love Creep. Oh, it's such a good found footage Great film. film. But the thing is with films like that, this is what I'm saying, like, you can get bored of them quickly because a lot of it is just waiting around. Like when it's when it's a one off and it's out of the way and it's a suspenseful mm. film, it's great. But when it's constantly and we, like you'll, I'm sure you'll agree with found footage. You can kind of predict yeah. what's going to happen. Um, the horror virgin this week on Monday they did the De- uh, the taking of Deborah Logan. Apparently that is amazing and terrifying. Yeah, because she's got I think she's got Alzheimer's or dementia. She's got dementia. And so you don't know whether it's something taking yeah. over her or There's the dementia. Around, it's, apparently it's a similar film in the sense where you, you don't know what's real and what isn't mm. and it, it fucks with your mind. Yeah. But I've but, never seen it. But yeah, I think they have the place in horror, 100%. I the, think the, they yeah, are they, very they important they've definitely to definitely earned the right and they are good films when, they, when they're done really well. But They were just done to death but because, for a while. Because they're cheap. They're cheap as fuck yeah. to make. That's why they're cheap done to budget, death. Cheap budget, unknown actors and then make a big profit from yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. But I think they can get boring and tedious if, if it's done a good a cheap film can be done well but as long as you don't acknowledge that this is going to be a cheap film you've still got to do the best with what you've got which is what i think paranormal activity did really well yeah okay next one films like jaws and lake placid give creatures a bad name isn't it time that we give it a rest i agree that they give it a bad name but i don't think they should give it a rest because the problem like what what has jaws done to what what has Jaws done for for sharks, in your opinion? Demonized them. Made them fear. Made them feel like they're evil. Yeah. Which is true, but sharks out in the ocean going, everyone thinks I'm a dickhead. Like no other. How do you know? If, if, <laughs> any, if anything, like sharks are still dangerous. Nowhere near as to the extent of what they think, but they are still dangerous. So mm. if anything, it's made people more cautious. People don't go out hunting for great white sharks because they think they're evil. People go out hunting for sharks because. The shark hunters, like, you know, have you seen the documentary regarding Ramsey? In, yeah. Uh, uh, I think it's in Asia somewhere, and they're hunting for, they just cut the shark's fins off and yeah. chuck them back in to die. That's the problem. Not people being scared of them, like, they're not bothered if humans are scared of them. And if anything, it makes people more cautious about where they're swimming, 
Like because shag, shag attacks can still happen, so I don't think we should give them a rest. I saw a video recently on Facebook. You know when you end up like you you watch one video and then your video links take you to some really fucking weird places. There was one and it was about like they were on a beach. These guys in Hawaii and a hammerhead shark has a hook caught in its mouth and it's really close to the shore and they pull him out of the ocean like remove the hook even though this shark is like attacking them like keeps trying to go for them and they manage to remove the hook and then like pull it back into the water and stuff sharks like if you like i used to fucking not be obsessive but i used to watch a lot of shark things like they don't they don't want to eat humans it's it's a mistake or you know what I mean? It's an accident. Like they're not actively. I've seen like on Shark Week, like people free diving with great whites and just turn their nose up at them. Like they don't want them there. Like when you go cage diving, they're only riled up because they throw chum and stuff in to get them get them moving about and mm-hmm. and aggressive. Like sharks are fine, but like I said, if people actively went out looking to kill sharks because they thought they was gonna kill them, one that'd be so ridiculous. Just don't go in their ocean, and they're not gonna fuck with you. Like don't go swimming in shark infested waters. So yeah, I, I don't think. I don't think we need to give them a break. It's not. Yes, yes, they're looked at differently, but like I said, sharks out there going, "Oh, no one likes me." They're just living their life, aren't they? They're not, <laughs> Crying shark. That, that's, that's what I mean. They're not asked. So as long as you don't make people a reason to actually go out and try and kill them, okay. I, don't, I don't really see the issue. Number five, then. So if a film is going to use the term based on true events, it should detail what is true and what isn't in the credits. I watched something not long ago, and it was. Based on true events means nothing. There is no legal obligation for it to be based on a true event. I th- I, it, it's like wording. There's, there's a difference in wording, and it's like one makes it one still sounds like it's this film's made on true events, but it doesn't have to have any meaning. Like, I think it's something to do if it doesn't use names and doesn't use, because you could say right based on true events, and you could take a a school shooting. If you start like say if you made a, a film about the Columbine shooting. And use the actual kid's name, blah blah blah, inside the films. Then it then it falls onto a point where you can get in serious shit for it. But I think you, you, I think you're you can creating a exactly. Person. So you could, I could make a slash and say it's based on true events and just go, oh, a, a guy killed two people at a yeah. sleepover. But I could make this film complete bullshit and I could just say, oh, it's based on that thing that happened. There's no repercussions for actually saying based on true events when it isn't. So it's like I th- when I heard this one, I thought of more like The Conjuring. So Ed and Lorraine Warren in this film. Are like amazing, absolutely perfect power couple. There's no flaws to their relationship whatsoever, but and you know they they're seen as like these absolute heroes. But in real life, in the Conjuring, in the first film, the Perrin family, I think, I think Ed Warren got punched by the dad because they were conducting something that they shouldn't have been, and they a lot of people call them like not very nice people. I, I think the Conjuring was one of the cases where the it, it went further because they used Ed and Lorraine Warren. That that's so they had rights to Well they didn't get into the, trouble the, the because they lost the fight though, didn't they? Ed and Lorraine Warren. I'm sure they lost a battle. No, it was the Perrin family I think it was the something it was I think it was more I think it was Enfield rather than it was the Condren because they had the complete blessing of the family right. and Ed and Lorraine Warren. But Ed and Lorraine Warren had to okay how they were presented on the screen. Right. And so if Ed and Lorraine Warren were like, no, we don't like how we're presented here. Yeah. Then... Which is probably why they look like such a yeah. godly couple. Yeah. They are a godly couple. Right, next one then. Okay. So the next one. Oh, this falls in quite nicely, actually. The Conjuring films aren't horror. They're pretty much religious superhero movies. No, the, the horror films. I agree. I, I, get, I get where they're coming from and I get what they're trying to 
grasp at here because it essentially it's it's a very it's very Christian like um battlers of demons like protectors of humans the the the, the gifted humans who can perform exorcisms and fight against demons so I get where they're coming from but they are they are horror films the soundtrack portrays them as horror films you don't get superhero music that that's probably the difference the soundtrack you don't get like mm. majestic at like music when they're performing the exorcism because it's going so well blah, blah, blah. it's horror it's dark it's it's jittery it's sharp noises do you know so it, it definitely falls under horror yeah I think so I mean I do agree like you've just said it is very much I think the conjuring pushes a lot of religious belief on people yeah. without it's the idea that you know you you're pretty damned if you don't if you don't believe if, in yeah, God. If you're not, not not involved in faith. So yeah. I see what they mean by the idea of it being like a religious superhero film, but they are horror. They yeah. are definitely horror. If I sat grandma down yeah, exactly. to watch that, she'd be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. I mean, I'd be like, "What the fuck?" Because she's dead, but like, Lovely. she would also be like, "What the fuck?" So number seven, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to agree or disagree with this one. This is a iffy one. Valak is much scarier than the red lipstick demon in Insidious. Um, Valak, yeah, I'd agree with it. The the red lipstick demon, I think, like aesthetically looks terrifying. Mm. However, Valak, the red lipstick demons, the I don't really, I, I cannot remember like the the most recent Insidious. Is, I think like the last key and stuff. So I don't know. Like a character profile for the red. I don't know if it's a backstory to him or not. No, nobody knows. He only pops. He pops up right at the end of the very last one we which saw. Which is scary as which fuck. Which shit the life out of me. The window. I went to watch that in cinema. Yeah. It's the way he looks like a dog though, because he just shakes his head in like that. I was like, what the fuck yeah, is he doing? It, aesthetically, the red lipstick demon is, or the red faced demon, whatever it is. Yeah, there's loads of different names for him. He's more terrifying. Like that scene in Insidious when she's like, "What do you want?" and he points his fingers up at him like. But Valak, I think, because of the backstory, because of, like, uh, like the, the scene that I remember the most, I can't remember which Conjuring it is. I think it's two when his name's all over throughout the film. Mm. Like, the, the, yeah, Valak's name yeah, is Valak's, throughout. Uh, it's like is, on the shelf. It's yeah, in the Bible. And it's... The fact that that more scary because he's always that he's been there the whole time. You just did, you just did not know. Did you notice it the first time you watched no, the film? No, that Valak I, I, was I think everywhere. I only watched it from a from a found flicks video or maybe a dead meat video. I think it was I found I recognised it. I remember. I can't remember who I went to go see it with. But I was like, there's a name, there's a name like Valak popping up everywhere. But yeah, I, I think Valak's more scary because he's always there, like even when you don't know it, and he seems to have a lot more power over what happens. Like he could mm. nearly kill Josh, like all the stuff that was happening. He nearly but killed. I, but I think to look Ed at as well. yeah, to to look at the red the red lipstick demon is is definitely scary. Yeah. But but which one would have been more scared to come across? It'd be Valak because. He just seems like more of a plague, more of like you can't get rid of him. Is he a nun though? Like I'm not, I don't mean nun in the traditional sense, but is it because Lorraine's religion is so important to her? That's what it disguises itself as. I, I'm not sure. I haven't, I haven't watched The Conjuring two in in a bit. But the same with the nun. The reason why the nun is like a nun is because it's in an abbey. Yeah. And because the religion's really important, just like religion's important to Lorraine. If Valak was in another situation because he's known as Valak the Defiler, isn't he? I don't know. And Valak the Defiler, I suppose, means like mocking the religion. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'd have to rewatch it. I haven't watched it in a while. Conjuring mm. 2. There's a new one coming out, isn't there? Yeah, the devil made me do it. I'm slightly disappointed. Why? I don't know. I don't know whether it's because James Wan didn't direct it. I feel like James Wan directed it. 
one and two. Yeah. He directed one and two and he's sort of like passed the candle over. And it it looks okay. I'm not saying it looks like a bad film because it really doesn't. It just doesn't have the same feel mm. as the other two did. And maybe that's a good thing because you don't want to do too much of the yeah. same thing for it to be ruined. And... But not, normally that, yeah, like you say, normally that isn't a bad thing because film, most of the time when a film's done so well, you look at... Um... Have you seen the advert for it? No. But you look at... God, who, who's The Shining? Stanley Kubrick. It's Steven Spielberg, though, isn't it? It's yeah, he wrote size. it. Like, like for him as a writer, it's a particular style. And if you try and get someone... like It's like a B-Tech version to carry on with that style. It's never going to be to the standard it was. So yeah. maybe it's better if, if you are going to do it. Don't try and do what I've done. I'll give you it and do your own thing with it and see if you can create something different yeah. as opposed to a copycat. So we'll just have to see when it comes out, see what it's like. Hmm. Okay, right, next one. This is one that riled me. Scream 2 is far better than Scream. The only reason Scream became so memorable was because of the opening scene. Nah. Scream Scream 2 is... Yeah. There's that's, some that's, great that's a college scenes. one, isn't it? Yeah, there's some great scenes in scene 2, like the recording studio. That's an amazing scene between Gail Dewey and Ghostface. But I just feel like Scream was just so perfect in what yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I disagree with that. Not, I just think Scream is... Scream, like, it's easy to say that when you've rewatched Scream so many times because no one's watched Scream 2 as many times as I've watched Scream 1. Mm. So it doesn't feel as, as worn out, as tired. Do you know what I mean? So that, that might be the reason why, but I, th- I don't like the college setting. Um, it's no. different. No, I don't like the college campus setting. It's different and it needed to be different because, like, Woods... But Woods it just feels right in Woods. Even in Scream 3, I know that's a, a laughable film in terms of the franchise and what it did. But even because it had the Woodsboro set in it, it's God, still it's God, still. You'd be fucking hating on the screen. It, yeah, it's time. definitely looked down upon. I mean, it's yeah, it's not the favourite. But, but it, <laughs> it, it still had that Woodsboro feeling, and even Scream Four, yeah. it still had that neighbourhood feeling, like that. Scream Four, it, yeah, it's in Woodsboro, Woodsboro. But, like, but I'm saying it's got that na- like that neighbourhood yeah. feeling, like that like, like home. Yeah, exactly. I, I, the the university campus, and I, you, you didn't really feel isolated because it was in such a big setting. It it mm. was. There was so many like scenes where it's big open areas. Maybe it just to me it didn't feel as isolated, which I think is important for a slasher film. Feeling like you can't you can't escape. That's why I get fr- I get frustrated with Scream Two when like um, Sydney they had the car crash and then mm, he kills a friend and, and Sydney legs it and runs back into a theater and it's like you've into got that. That's what I mean. There's no excuse for stuff like that. So I mean, she did hear music blaring, so she, she thought she somebody did, was but, there. But who gives a fuck? You've, you've got the open road. Just run anywhere. Get in someone's car. Go to a different dorm where he's not going to find or you. Hide in a bin or something. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> do when, something. When, it, when it gives it that open setting, it makes it a bit frustrating. Like, oh, like, why are you doing this? Yeah. So screens that that's ridiculous. I disagree with that. Scream two is not better than Scream one. Okay. Number nine. I cannot stand the final destination. For- destination franchise the first one was okay but they've been done to death pardon the pun yeah i, I agree final, final destination for me i remember the first one I, I haven't watched all of them i don't think or maybe i have but it was a long time ago first one was really good the plane crash scene like stuck with me for fucking ages i think it's st- stuck with every horror fan like you always think when you get on a plane that that film always pops up into your mind yeah same with roller coasters for me and three i think one <laughs> and three were very good. Yeah. The rest of them I couldn't really care the, for. Uh, the Final Destinations are good because of their opening. The, the, they're so memorable it's and gory. Yeah. And they're scary because that stuff could happen. Like, it's, Have you seen that meme the, and it's like, 
it the back of a truck and it's got the logs on and it's like yeah. who shits themselves yeah. when they see this. I <laughs> so yeah, I, I do think they're overdone, but they are they're like gore. Aren't they've they? got they're, a place, yeah, they? they're, yeah. They've got they've definitely got a place, but for me, like I, I can watch them now and again and have a chuckle at mm. most of them, except for the first one. The first one's quite scary. Yeah, the first one's quite. But scary. the other ones are, are more. It's like the a, sunbed death. It's like a cult cult film, isn't it? Final yeah. Scene. Quite a mainstream cult film. They're making another one. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently. I, I think as I go on later on, that they, they use more CGI and stuff, and it just it just doesn't. It feel ruined the same, it a bit, yeah. didn't it? Okay. Next one. Hmm. Jeepers Creepers should have been banned from future releases due to the events surrounding the director. What what, does it, what a, does it mean by future releases? Like, so they should have stopped selling it, and they should have tried to stop streaming it. Um. No, it shouldn't I, have been I, celebrated. I, I disagree because, but purely just because of the director's disgusting life and what he did, mm. actors still worked hard to be on that film. Mm. Crew still worked hard. Cast still worked hard. Um, he, I, he, like, I doubt he gets credited for it anymore. It's not like yeah, he was a nonce, but you made a good film. Like it's, <laughs> it's like. He's not remembered for that, but the film itself. God, I haven't heard you say nonce on this podcast for so long. <laughs> the film, the film itself is a good film. Yeah, it's um, a good film. And I think it would be harsh to. That'd be like say, if, say if someone at your school um, got in trouble for summer, like one of the staff, mm. and you all got fired for it. You all lost your job. It's like, well, we didn't do anything. Like, we, yeah, we still produce good work. So no, I, I don't. I understand the argument, and it is definitely up for debate. But... It's the idea of you know, like I suppose it. Like on a larger scale, not that one's more important than the other because it's not, but like Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, like, exactly. We would never have screened. Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, and especially in, in filmmaking and in Hollywood and stuff, there's probably, there's probably so many people at the top of the ladders that have done questionable, questionable things, things like when the casting and stuff. So, I'd imagine if that was the case, we'd probably lose a lot of popular films. Yeah, probably. You're not wrong. Okay. Number 11, Jason and Freddy are miles better than Michael Myers. Nah. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Come on. Freddy's not scary. He's very unrealistic. I know you're going to say that's coming from someone who can get their, like shot six times and whatever. But this is just my opinion, obviously. I don't think that my okay. opinion is no, better fine. than anyone else. Jason, I just don't find that scary. The, the, the films... Do you not think Jason and Michael are very similar? I'm not talking about how they act and things like that, but... It's the same concept, yeah, isn't it's a, it? It's a superhuman who, but with the mask and yeah, the very basic mask. I think what puts Halloween above uh, Friday the Thirteenth is Laurie Strode. I, yeah, because you've same, got consistency. Same as why screams up there. There's a final girl. There's someone to yeah. root for. You follow their story. Friday the Thirteenth. It's just like right. Here's some teenagers murdered. Next, more teenagers murdered. Now Next. he's in Manhattan. <laughs> exactly. Like, but but again, I can't I can't count them films because then I'd have to start counting Halloween four and. Yeah, and, and all, of the yeah, and like and resurrection and shit, and but I can't wait till we do resurrection. But, but I just think <laughs> Johnny Boot is facing or something like that. He just starts think. kicking fuck out of him, doing like karate, <laughs> and then electrocutes him with some yeah. fucking trunking. But yeah, right. Michael Myers for me is just far scarier than both of them. Maybe it's because I, I can't relate to the 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 camp away vibe, whereas like a babysitter alone, like that type of stuff, mm. does scare. Not well. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary. a scary concept, yeah. So I disagree with that one massively. Yeah, I I think Freddy is not scary, but I think that's the fault of the people who did the future films because they turned him from scary into camp. Yeah. And 
for it very you know to be in very pop culture yeah. yeah and it it just wasn't it turned from being scary to being quite funny yeah i agree yeah okay next oh this is an I, I don't i didn't deliberately pick these to piss you off but like they're just coming out so laurie strode was weak ass final girl don't get me wrong in the new one she rocks but in the first one she was snivelly pathetic and made all the wrong choices she should have died she she did make some frustrating choices and I, I wouldn't say she's the best final girl but she's definitely not a weak one like after just watching two like she's off her tits on on morphine or whatever it, it was mm. and she's still outsmarting him out running him she I could outrun him though to be fair yeah but I I, I just feel I know what you mean Sydney 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 um she, Sydney she, made some questionable Sid, choices. Sid, yeah, exactly. They all, otherwise, it, otherwise a horror film would just be like, oh, I've escaped for three seconds, I've run out of the door and run away, film ended. And you've got to think as well, if you put yourself into those situations, you would probably make really stupid decisions because you've not been faced with anything like that before. Like, who who would expect Let, for that to happen? And let's not, be, let's not forget that Laurie protected the kids. The kids didn't get it either. Yeah. She she stabbed Michael Myers in the eye of a fucking coat hanger. Coat hanger. She, like, she... She got put in some brutal situations, but yeah, you can argue that in any film there's not enough double tap. In any film, is why didn't you? Why did you go upstairs? Why didn't you run out of door? Yeah, but that's what makes horrors horrors. That that's a cheesy bit you love. She's yeah. she's not a weak final girl. She's definitely not the strongest, but she's definitely not the weakest. Okay, number thirteen. Sci-fi and horror just don't mix well. The only possible exception is Alien. Nah, disagree. Predators a Predators a sick film, but I don't find it scary. But it's sci-fi horror because it's is it, it a horror? I'm sure, I'm sure it's... I, d- I don't know, I've never seen it, so I'm not I, saying it's not. I, I don't just... know, I'd imagine it would be sci-fi horror because it's got murder in it, it's... Yeah. It's But there's no... Alien and Predator, even though they did a film which merged, which I, I love, by the way, it's such a good film. Alien um, vs. Predator. Alien vs. Predator, yeah. Alien, Alien's more like a slasher sci-fi. Mm. It's, it's this alien running around and it's brutally killing people. Yeah. Predator's kind of similar because it's... Like, Predator's... Essentially, predators are hunters, and it it's their they see it as game. Like aliens are, are more like rabid creatures, whereas predators are more like they're more advanced than humans, and mm. they, they know what they're doing. They know that they're hunting. It's a game. Yeah, it's a sport for them. So it is predators, which is the third or fourth instalment. Right. It's like it's very modernized. It's really good, and that's that's more horror-y, I think, because um, it because like. In the first couple, it does feel like man hunt, man versus predator, like hunter versus hunter. Whereas this one, it is them being hunted. Mm. And whether you class it as a horror or not, I, I think it would be. It's very much grey area, but I, I think sci-fi and horror definitely can mix. Look at the thing for fuck's sake. Yeah, there's there's loads of sci-fi and horror films that mix. I mean, personally. I can't stand sci-fi. I'm not going to look forward to watching Alien and I know it's going to come in. But, you know, I might find I I've like it. I've never watched it. it. Me neither. It's just, I, th- I think it's the concept of outer space. I, I, and I think it stems from Dad. Like, the concept of Star Wars yeah. <laughs> makes me want to throw but up. But then The Thing's one of my favourites as well and that's, yeah, that's completely sci-fi It's got sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'll probably end up really liking it. I just don't give it much of a chance, but I just don't like sci-fi. Like, yeah. as a genre, it just doesn't do it for me. So even when it's mixed with horror, I'm a bit like, eh. but I can understand that yeah. it does have a place in it. I agree. It's not completely for me. Like, I like some sci-fi horrors, very few, but I, I don't mean I discredit it in terms of, oh, the dark mixer shouldn't be a thing. Like, I don't even I, like E.T. I haven't watched that in years. So yeah, like I, they, they can mix. I, I disagree with that. It's not necessarily to my taste all the time, but I, I think they can mix. Okay. 
14. Films like Scary Movie and A Haunted House have ruined the horror genre. It's added humour into horror, which is not what it stands for. Um, it definitely... If anything, I think it makes it better for horror. Not in terms of like your horror fans, but I mean as more of a business because it makes horror easier to watch. Mm-hmm. What What's honestly numbed me to horror is doing a podcast every week. Like I don't get scared at films very much. Yeah, anymore. because you're sitting there thinking, right? Okay, I've got to take notes. Yeah, on because this shit. <laughs> yeah, and just because you're watching them every week, like when you watch a horror film once every now and again, it's you're yeah. not ready for it. Whereas now I'm like, I'm re- I'm ready for a jump scare now. Yeah, but. Scary movie in that I think it it makes it easier to merge from like mainstream movie because horror is a very you either love it or hate it thing. Yeah. Whereas by adding comedy into it, it do you think they're trying to middle pull ground? Pe- yeah, they're trying to pull up people like. I do think to a certain extent, like you know, I I mean I've seen Scream so many times that I don't find it scary anymore. But th- you know, there's certain bits in Scream like when he's like chasing her up the stairs yeah. and I just laugh because I think I remember Scream running downstairs yeah. and that fucking piano chasing him you, you've got to learn to laugh at it haven't you that, because there are some parts of horror films that make you laugh that aren't intentionally there but that they're the films that like pick at that and it's like that's your genre fine but it, it, it doesn't ruin horror you look at like, The Conjurings and Insidious and stuff like that it doesn't It does. I don't think it takes anything away from them yeah but it yeah as I say I think it does have its place but I've, I've seen A Haunted House as well I don't know if you have as well, but it is I don't so give a book. <laughs> yeah, I, have. I don't think I've seen it fully, but you, I, it I've is seen brilliant. you watching it a few times. It is hilariously good, but at the same time, like there's there's a concept of Annabelle being like this doll that leads into sleeping with her and stuff like that, and it does lose some of its scariest. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I do think it influences horror and it sort yeah. of does numb it a little bit. Okay, fifteen. This one. This one I support massively. I don't know why everyone ragged on Scream 3. Scream 4 is far worse. And that was when they had a decent writer in the lead cast committed fully. Nah, I like Scream 4. I don't like Scream 4. A lot of people don't like Scream 4, but I think because I haven't seen it. Have you noticed? And I I, have only actually... The first time I watched it was on a copy, which I shouldn't really say. But it was on a copy and I've bought them all now. I have got them all. But I thought... The quality was weird because of the copy, but they've done it in this like it's a really weird film. Yeah. It's, it's really similar odd. to what you you want to see it, but Predators, Alien vs Predator Requiem, Requiem, yeah, Requiem. Yeah, you're right. They were um, they shot it in such a dark filter, like, and I, th- I don't know if it's because it's it makes a film like you can get a bit away with a bit more gore because it's a bit darker. Mm. Because in oh, Street yeah, Fighter there was a bit more gore, so that I think that's what they did in Requiem to get away with. A, a better rating so they can mm. more people like, can yeah. watch it they made it really dark so it's harder to see whoever screen did that as well yeah, it's just really I, I agree shot. but I, I, I just like the nostalgic of Sydney's back in Woodsboro and I, I like how it's now Sydney like there's there's no there was oh, no oh, mention no, of back. It's like, oh no he's back he's like well why don't you come fucking get you know that, that kind yeah. of thing let's do it let's throw it I down. don't like what it did to Sydney I don't I don't like what not in terms of her being stabbed or anything. Like I feel like that needed to happen. I feel like it, the audience needed to be reminded that she wasn't immortal. But yeah. I, it's more. She became. She's like a pariah thi- to the town. Like she's hated. Yeah. And it. I liked how they moved it so it wasn't about Marine Prescott. It was about Sydney this time. But it's still just 
I, I, I don't like how they made her so hate it because she didn't do fuck all wrong. Yeah, the, the thing is with Scream 4, you could tell it was... Because it was originally made, and I think they still are going to continue with it, but it was like a trilogy. But Wes Craven wasn't dead, was he, when Scream no, 4 he, was released? That's, that's the last So I one think that did. slowed down a massive part of the process because I feel like they, even though they had some main characters there, there was no... Back, like ties from the old film there was no possible killers that could have been linked in from the very beginning or mm. from the second or the third film and I feel like maybe if maybe if Wes Craven didn't die and they got these three out because like you said with Kirby and stuff I think Wes Craven would have had an image in his head as like it's a reboot it's not Scream it's not Scream the sequel to three it's Scream 4 the new yeah. trilogy and maybe those there'd have been characters from Scream 4 in his Scream 5 that that, that gave it more of a plot again because it, it was just in a sense like Michael Myers like fresh teens in uh, like Jason Voorhees, fresh teens in, mm. they're all going to die. We'll go on to the next one. That's not what Scream's about. It's never been like that. Yeah, and I mean, it was about Sydney. I mean, Jill orchestrated the whole thing because she wanted to become Sydney. And I appreciate that. And I did like the plot in certain terms. Like, she was completely unhinged, but I do sort of get it. I just... And with Scream 5, the only returning characters in the cast that I've seen are... So, Nev Campbell as Sydney, David Arquette as Dewey... There's Gail Weathers, Judy Hicks, the blonde police officer who had a crush on Dewey, isn't yeah. it? And potentially Martha Meeks, who was Randy's sister who showed him the video in Scream yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah. She's rumoured to be in it as well. But they're the only returning cast. There's nobody from the fourth film in it. It's got a complete maybe because Maybe because I don't want to try and... Because it did get bad reviews. I just want to think, let's try again again. Yeah, let's do, you know sort I mean? it. do a Halloween as such so you know just completely this didn't happen none of this happened and it'll be interesting to see if scream goes that way yeah so you know we'll pretend that scream 4 never can happen and just carry on with it like that yeah yeah that's an interesting one okay next one out ooh, out of everyone sweeney todd is the horror horror character with the most reason to get vengeance for what happened to him yeah hmm. well it's hard because you've got to think about so many horror films Michael Myers didn't have a revenge plot. Freddy Krueger was actually did actually do horrible things. Jason Voorhees, maybe. Yeah, Jason because of the drowning in the lake. I'd actually say Jason's got more reason than Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I mean nobody helped him. Jason was, was deformed, were... bullied, like someone. He had a shit and rem- time. And remember, someone killed his mum, like that. Yeah. That he wasn't the original Pam. killer. Someone killed Pam, which is I think was probably icing on the cake. Yeah, that was pretty shit. So I'd, I'd say Jason, but Sweeney Todd is definitely up there. He's up there with the vengeance. Yeah, but thing. Jason Voorhees was bullied, drowned, then his mum was killed. And he let's let's say remember, it comes in three. Let's remember that he never did anything wrong. He was just yeah, a bullied just little, a, little kid for little being deformed. for looking different. Yeah, he was bullied. Little deformed baby. So I'd probably say Jason Voorhees has more Aww. of a reason. It is sad, the concept of Friday the 13th. Well, well Jason... I mean, he just takes it a bit far, doesn't he? It's not really, like, four generations of counsellors' fault. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get what you mean. Okay, next one. Annabelle would have been scarier had they used the original Raggedy Ann doll and not a deliberately frightening doll. No, it would have looked stupid, that Annabelle doll. I know it's got... To see it in person, yes, because... But film's got to draw you in and make you scared of something. You're not going to be scared of that... that Raggedy Ann doll. You just, you just not. It would be in person to see it because you'd think, God, it's scary because it is That's so simplistic. The doll, yeah, yeah. But 
But I think on a screen and that, you want something to look at and be like, whoa, yeah. it just doesn't look I right. I mean, you know, in Annabelle, when you see the demon lifting the doll up behind him, can you imagine if that had been the original Raggedy Ann doll? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, just, it just wouldn't sit You'd be right. like, okay. To, to horror fans like me and you, like proper horror, well, I say proper, like, oh, we're in the clip, but I mean, like, to genuine people who look like, they don't just watch the film and turn it off and do something else. We'll look, we'll look a bit further yeah. on and research and... To us, like, maybe it would have been because it's like, well, that's the actual doll. But imagine to people who don't really know about the Annabelle doll or don't, they're not invested at all in demons or anything and think that they're all bullshit and just be like, mm. well, at least make the doll look a bit scary. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So, number 18. This is quite an interesting one. They should put tighter restrictions on horror films and who can watch them. It's the reason that horror is dying out. Too many children watching at a young age desensitises them and it's getting harder and harder to be scared. That is a really good one. I think it's not to do with desensitising. I think, this is going to get deep, but I think when you're a kid, when you get older, right, slashes become maybe a little bit less scary because that stuff does happen. Yeah, things happen in the um, world. When you get older, you don't believe in, maybe as a kid you believe in ghosts and you believe in demons, but when you get older, you don't. It gets harder to sensitise people when they're older. Because they've probably seen worse, like, and th- there's worse stuff going on in the world than, mm. uh, like the un- the only way to you to can't always be- turn off the light and horror be gone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. World. When you're a kid, you believe in what you watch. Everything's real to you. Like the tweenies is fucking real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They exist. So when I watched Scream as a kid, I thought Ghostface. We used to play a game where we used to pretend Ghostface chased us around. Yeah, like we believed he was a real thing. That and that's why it scared you so much as a kid. When you're older, I think you just get you, you adapt more to stuff and and think that I, I think you look when, more at the horrors of the real world as opposed to the horrors uh, that are on your screen. Yeah, ex- exactly. I think when when you what in terms of horror, there's two types of scared. There's being scared because the film really has like got into your mind and you're invested in the film and mm. you feel like you're in there, or it just makes really cheap jump scares that are loud noises and quick changes in the camera that make you jump. Yeah, I think that's why what puts a lot of people off horror films is the fact that there's too many cheap horror films who rely on jump scares. As opposed Whether to actually, where, yeah. Whereas films like Insidious, Conjuring, like old school Halloween stuff like, like there's genuine fear there. Mm. Whereas nowadays it's just like found footage, or something or, slams open and or makes or a really loud books, noise, like Truth and... or Dare or stuff. Yeah, where it's a bit, it's a quick jump scare, and that's what makes it. Because it, you do when you get a cheap jump scare, like you maybe laugh at it a bit, but for us who like actually watch you get a, a bit lot of horror stuff about, yeah, it. it's kind of like you didn't earn the right to make me jump. Then I yeah. wasn't scared before; like you didn't make me feel. There was like no I was building on edge. of tension. Yeah, it, there was, it was no... just sheer re- like human instinct when something flashes in front of you, like whoa. And I think a lot of it, especially with you've got a, considering found footage, you don't have to have a score. You don't yeah. have to have a soundtrack. You don't have to have anything, the... and the soundtrack is so vital and pivotal in creating fear but without going too much into it because it's next episode halloween 2 when you watch it you'll realize it's so raw and i love it it's so there's barely obviously you've got the halloween score at, at times but when it's the suspense scenes it's nothing but what's happening there's like yeah like there's a scene with security guy and he's just moving stuff by himself there's no like ooh in the background getting ready for it it's just raw sound and mm. that, it was it was refreshing just to be like it's taking it back to to really like just it's like a footage thing. It's just what's happening in the moment. And even when Michael Myers makes his kills, there's no like massive score or like there's yeah. little ones here and there. But a lot of them, are, there's no there's no noise in the kills, which makes them feel so yeah. real. There's no music behind it. It's just you hear him get stabbed or whatever, and then that's it. it. It's dead, and it's that that kind of raw feeling to it. Okay, right, number nineteen. 
Sydney should be the one to die at the end of Scream 5 to pass the torch on to another final girl. Nah, not if there's only one more Scream left. I think it'd be pointless. She's either got to go on to the end, or she should have died after Scream 3. Yeah. I, I think it would be... You, you can't have Sydney in Scream 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then one another final girl in Scream 6. To, to take over from Sydney, you're going to have to have a few films to build up that reputation of being yeah. a good replacement for Sydney. Yeah. I don't want her to die. I feel like she should be given an ending. Yeah. I feel like, fair enough, if you want to focus on another character, which I, think, I don't I, like. I think just hold, just keep Sydney in it till Scream 6. I know I know people are going to say, it's, she's washed out, it's too much, you've dragged it on, but I think there'd also be a lot more of an uproar if she was just killed off God, forgotten about. Exactly. If she was that opening fucking scene killer, I, I, I would I, lose I think it's. Shit. I think it's honestly a lose-lose for Scream 5 and 6 because if you keep Sydney, it's going to be, oh, it's dragging on now, it's getting on, but if you kill her, it'd be... Why why she survived this long to die with no meaning? As I said before in previous podcast episodes, I am a member of quite a, a couple of Scream fan pages on Facebook and they discuss the things and give theories and stuff like that. And there is there are two types of fans and it's the ones who want Sydney to die to pass the torch on and it's the ones who are like, I don't think I'll ever be able to watch him again. The, the only the only way Sydney will be able to die is if it, the killer is someone who's meant something to her a lot. It's been there the whole time. Cause it um, make, it, yeah. it'll make the audience feel like fucking hell it, it was always bound to happen whereas if it's just a new killer like like a fucking new teenager or, yeah. or, or like an obsessed stalker or something someone who's not been there someone who's you've not seen on the screen well, before Jill, like in Scream 4 like if she'd exactly. have been the one to actually end Sydney exactly the, the killer's got to be worthy and that'll be the biggest task if they are going to kill Sydney they've off. got to find somebody make, worthy make the kill worthy it. and make the killer worthy or both of them go together yeah so it and then stop it. Yeah, like or, that. Or two of I think two of I think it'd either need to be Gail and Sydney die or or Gail and Dewey die. There's got to be two of them die, not just yeah. one. Yeah, I think of the yeah they die together. Like that could be. I mean, I mean the ultimate. What the fuck would be Dewey like being if the Dewey and Sydney was killed in five and six was about Gail? Then it it's kind of like you're yeah. sticking to it a bit. Whereas you've got if they are going to make a sixth and it's going to be related to the fifth, the fifth has kind of got to be like. The, like the the most recent Peaky Blinders series, it's it's set up for the final to be the the big battle, mm. the big like X versus X, and that's what it'd have to be. The, yeah. They can't just have another screen where all of them survive and then all of them go on to the next film to go on again. So something has to be lost in Screen Five. Something has to be. Yeah. One of the one of the three have got to go. Yeah, I agree. To it's going to be a shock. Yeah. Sort but of it's needed for the franchise. Yeah. Because we're so very used to seeing Gail doing Sydney surviving yeah. and Dewey getting stabbed and then coming back. And <laughs> yeah. Right. But yeah, one more and then we're done. This is an interesting one. Uh, horror belongs to the movie screen. It's impossible to make a decent horror TV show. Um, I agree that horrors work better as a film because I feel like horrors are quite exhausting to watch. Yeah, they are. So it needs... It takes a lot of your energy. Yeah, so it needs a beginning, middle and an end. Mm. And series kind of drag it out. And hor- horrors are about building suspense and making you question. If you... I don't get me wrong, I, I really... It's like a guilty pleasure to scream TV series. We yeah. really enjoy it. It's so them. shit, it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah like, they're the good. They're entertaining. Oh, God, apart from that fucking last season. What yeah. the fuck was that? The good... And I don't mean the scream one, the most recent one, where it's actually Ghostface. That was shite. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh, I was, I was on about... Yeah, I was on about the... Emma and Brooke and Noah. Brandon James. Brandon James. There was yeah. nothing to do with scream, but they just used the yeah. name for clout. But yeah, I feel like horrors, because they're exhausting to watch, you can need to get it all done in one for it to... for you to be 
um, excited, scared, relieved. Like, yeah. excited, like, oh you my god, this killer. You need that ending factor, even if it's like, holy shit, what's yeah, just... Yeah, it's conclusive, like, the killer dies, the killer lives, the main character dies, people survive, people die. Yeah. Over series, it kind of, like, you can't build up the suspense and then have to wait next week for the next episode or go on to the next episode yeah. on Netflix, like, and it loses its ring when, like, even in Scream the TV series, like, it was always left on cliffhangers every episode. And mm. I feel like that's not fair on horrors. Like, that's not what horror's about. I think it depends. I think a lot of it depends on where you watch it and when you watch it. So, for instance, I I have a, a real love for Slasher, the TV series. But it's all on Netflix, which means yeah. I can watch the full thing. I mean, season two was shit, but season one and season three were good. And I was on the Penny Dreadful tra- train when I had to watch... And that was sort of like a horror drama, and that was incredible. I, th- I think it, I think it works right because there's two sides of the coin with with horror. You either get horrors where it's really good, gory kills, blah blah, blah but there's no character development, or there's too much character development and not enough interest in the actual thing what horror is horror about, which is sl- like, it, yeah. like knives, death, murder. Yeah. So the the TV series gives you a lot more room for character development because you, they've got eight hours of screen time instead of an hour and a half. Do you know mm. what I'm saying? We've so, got time to do that yeah, and so, show horror. So I think you can get more invested in a, a TV series of a horror, but it's not as scary to watch. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right. And those are I my... really enjoyed that. There were some good, good questions. Good. Thank you. So Monday will be Halloween 2. Yep. So we'll see you then. See you then. Thanks for listening. Bye.